The following podcast is sponsored by StructureTech. I took a whole bunch of classes, went to school, started in the business, just kind of winging it because there wasn't any training. There was no schools back then to tell people how to do home inspection. Welcome everybody to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. My name is Bill Ulrich alongside Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman, the wonderful duo that is out inspecting houses and saving everybody from the world, right? Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. That's our new slogan. Yes, yes. Welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk to Neil Saltzman, Ruben's father, about the early years of home inspection. So Neil was a pioneer in this industry up here in Minnesota, where you were like number one or two or five or six or something like that in the business. Neil, go ahead and introduce yourself. You're, you're quiet back there, <laughs> smiling. Sure. So I, what I'm guessing you want me to do is talk about my history. Right? Yeah, a little right, bit. Bill? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of got into the whole construction world early on when my father was a carpenter. So I had that background, but I, I wasn't sure that what I wanted to do in life. So I went to college. I got a degree in forestry and I thought I was going to go out in the woods and just kind of hang out and look at the trees. And that didn't work out. <laughs> so so I picked up a hammer and started pounding nails in wood instead. And one thing led to another. And eventually some guy turned me on to the home inspection business. Do you remember that gentleman's name? Uh, boy, you're testing the memory. It was what a, we do uh, here. Yeah, I know. And sorry. We were doing construction together. And he said, I listened to this tape about home inspection. So I listened to the tape and we, we said, wait, wait, through, wait, wait. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. What's what tape? Like a tape? Like a. Tessa yeah. doesn't I, know like, what a tape is. A cassette sorry, tape. Oh, cassette this tape. tape. These, I, these I little tapes. A video tape no, they were okay. cassettes. Cassette Those little plastic yeah, things yeah. that we used to put in a okay. machine. Yeah, so I listened to this guy talk about the business, and I thought that was interesting. And I took a whole bunch of classes, went to school, started in the business just kind of winging it because there wasn't any training. There was no schools back then to tell people how to do home inspections. What kind of classes did you take? Uh, they were BIT classes, which were uh, code classes. So if yeah, you're yeah. going we to be a- We don't do acronyms here in New York. Yes, sorry. <laughs> I looked right over at yeah, Bill. Right. <laughs> what does that stand for? You remember? Building Inspection Technology. Thank you, son. <laughs> so I always rely on Ruben for, <laughs> for, to fill in the blanks here. Whatever he forgets, <laughs> he looks over at me. Help me out. So yeah, so they were very technical classes. Right. This is people who wanted to work for cities. I okay. wanted to be a building inspector. Like a municipal mm-hmm. inspector. Correct. Okay. And it wasn't like I was going in that direction, but I knew that would be good training to get. So that was kind of the background of what I did. Was that real code heavy? And it was total code heavy. It was only code. That's it. There was no such thing as home inspector training. Right? No, there wasn't. What year was this? 91. Okay. That's in 91? You yeah. did the classes? Yep. I know we're going to get some email okay. from some home inspection school. It's like, we started in 89. Yeah. <laughs> now that we said this. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there was something out yeah. there, but this but there is, wasn't okay. that's when yeah. I got into it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I was wearing two hats. I was still doing construction because I had a construction company, and that was what I did. Instead of being a forester, I was swinging the hammer. And so then I was wearing the two hats. I was doing construction and I was doing home inspections. But when I did the home inspections, I was wearing a nice little tie <laughs> and a suit coat and I was driving a Lincoln Town car. Yeah. Oh, really? we right. need a wow. picture. Yes, we need I a know. Picture it's of quite that. a visual. Crazy. Yeah. Can you picture that? Yeah, yeah. What kind right. of shoes did you wear? 
<laughs> they were probably dress Wing shoes. Oh, you know, I was just <laughs> trying to present this image of Mr. Home Inspector. Gotcha. This professional image of being a professional. Gotcha. It's kind of changed over the years. We're now technicians is how I would describe it. So okay, so that casual. first day you got out of your car and you met clients and a real estate agent on site, yeah. or did you ask them to come to the home inspection? Oh, I don't recall. Okay, do you remember the first real estate agent who you did business with? I remember the first inspection I did, Okay, because <laughs> the guy took me to court. Oh no! <laughs> that was a memorable one. Oh, the first inspection I ever did, the guy took me to court on, because I didn't have him sign the legal agreement, and something got missed, and can you believe oh, it? Man. First one. Yeah. That's amazing. You kept going, I, Neil. That anyway, would have been. I would have just been like, eh, I give I'm up. not cut out for this. Yeah. I know. Like, no, me too. But I persevered, and here wow. we are. Yep. Years later. I'm glad you did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am too. So. <laughs> All right. So that's interesting. The first one was a great experience. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, it, what are you going to do? <laughs> it just went up from there. I, but I, mean, I had my ladder in those old town cars were huge. The trunks were huge. You could put bodies in them. I was going to ask so you big. where you put your ladder. The ladder is in the back, of, in the, you know. In, in the, the trunk. Yeah. Full size ladder. I didn't need an extension ladder. There weren't, there weren't little giants at that time, so you didn't oh, have yeah. these collapse. Oh, there were? Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He had a yeah. little giant. It was in a the yellow trunk. one, and it would fit in the trunk of that Lincoln Town car. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Oh, man. So that was the beginning of the home inspection world, Bill. So that was 91. Then I did it on my own for a number of years. I was involved in business networking. I was in a network group for a long time, maybe 10 years. And during that course of time, one of the guys in the business network group sold businesses. And he happened to say, hey, I got this home inspection business for sale. Anybody interested? Oh, well, gee, guess what I was doing? <laughs> so one thing led to another. We got together with Rick and Brett, who were the owners of Structure Tech at that time. That was in 97. 1997. Yeah. And so, so I bought Structure mm-hmm. Tech from Rick and Brett. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. But after we get back, we're going to we're going to kind of explain Structure Tech from 97 to here forward. Okay. And I'd love to know how drastically this whole thing has changed. Sure. You've been listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. We'll be right back. Are you in the market to buy a home? Structure Tech Home Inspections is here to help. We've been inspecting the heck out of houses since 1987, and we'd love to help guide you through the process. Our home inspectors at Structure Tech are passionate about education, spending as much time as needed to deliver the most thorough inspection possible. With a five-star rating on Google and over a thousand reviews, we're the most highly rated home inspection company in Minnesota. We also offer a full line of related home inspection services such as radon testing, sewer inspections, and chimney inspections. Whatever home inspection services you need, you can get it with a single phone call, and we'll deliver it with a smile. For pricing and availability, please visit us online at structuretech.com. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. My name is Bill Ulrich, and I'm alongside Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman. And today on the episode, we're talking with Neil. Neil Saltzman, the uh, second owner of Structure Tech, and we're just getting to this. In 1997, Neil steps into the ownership position at Structure Tech, buys it from a, a couple of gentlemen. So walk us through this. What it was like back then, totally different. You can remember taking pictures with 35 millimeter 
cameras. That's what, film. That's one thing we did, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and then we'd send the film out to be developed. There's somebody would come in and get all these rolls of film. They'd take and develop it. They'd bring it back. And The, uh, the same day. Yeah. We'd, we'd have, wow. We'd have my dad and Dwayne would drop off their film in the afternoon. Uh-huh. After they do their inspections, they'd come back to the office. They'd drop off their film. And then in the morning, we'd have a courier pick it up from the photo lab. Uh-huh. They'd pick up the film and then they'd deliver the photographs in the afternoon. Oh, my so, gosh. So we, I had Ruben. We would assemble the reports by hand. Yeah, I'd take glue we had, sticks. We had I, these oh huge tables that we would grab different uh, brochures and information that we'd put in the report along with the photos and, and the typed report on a DOS program or something. Yeah. So it was on a computer, not a typewriter. We, we did a DOS program, yeah, some generic software. Delrina Formflow. Was the name of the product. Yep. Hey, Rain Man. Well, even before, <laughs> even before we did that, I started out just doing it by hand. Yeah, he did do I, triplicate forms. I had triplicate wow. forms that I'd sit at the house when I was done, and I would just check the box, and I'd write in notes, and I'd give the people their report okay. with a little homeowner's manual, and I was done. I remember yeah. when he first bought Structure Tech, and I started then, huh. and he was trying to do those, and I'm like, Dad, we got to step it up. It's got to be professional. We need computer reports. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, there's nothing wrong with these. People like these. I'm like, no. <laughs> it was insistent. quick wow. and easy. I was yeah. done and out of there. Yeah. So I, I like, thought well, it was pe- great. There are some companies that still do that. With the report is the checkboxes. Stop. Stop. Really? Oh. Oh, my. So if that gives you a little picture of what it was like, it was very labor-intensive putting together a report. Mm-hmm. And it would take a it couple would days. It took a long yeah. time. And then we'd have yeah. to put them in envelopes and mail them out. And you mailed st- them? Yes. Oh, each wow. stamp oh, yeah. was oh, five, six dollars for the stamp. Five dollar stamps. Yeah, it was. Yep. How, how many inspections would you do a week? About what we're doing now. Probably two a day at least. Yeah. That would be yeah. hard to remember. Like if you've done an, another inspection, then you go back and you see the old pictures from the one or two before, and then you're writing a report. I, I, Oh, no, no, no. You'd write the report without photos. Oh, and then you'd wait for the photos photos to come back and then add them in. Yeah, right. and and they wouldn't take a lot of photos. It'd be like, we'd get rolls of film that it was a 12 exposure roll. You'd have 12 pictures on a roll because, you know, in a nice house, you might only take like five pictures. That blows my mind. You know, ask me how many pictures I take on average. (laughs) Tessa, how many pictures do you take on average? (laughs) You know, I'd say... It's always over a hundred, and the worse the house, the more pictures I'll take. I think the worst house I ever had was like four hundred pictures. Houses are not good or yeah. bad, Tessa. They just are. The, they that's just true. Are. The, the houses that need the most love and attention, I, yeah, <laughs> take up more more space on my memory card for sure. So Neil, what time did your day start in nineteen ninety seven? Well, probably the same time I do today. Eight eight a.m. Your day doesn't start at eight a.m. Oh, you mean what I know time you do better I wake than up? That. Four o'clock. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> So what time did your day end in 1997? Well, see, I was using those booklets back then. So yep. I was done. I didn't have to go home and type a report. I gave them the thing on site. And... So 5 o'clock you were done? Yeah. Okay, and then these pictures got developed the next day. And what did you write? Well, like well, I'm sorry. Page two see, that, I, I, on I the back of the digress picture. a little here. I did the books initially and the reports on site. Then we transitioned to the computer, putting the reports together with Ruben's help. I can't remember exactly the year when we changed it. Was that. In 97. It, well, was, it was. It was like right. a month after. So after you talked tech, me into it. I talked you into doing yeah. computerized reports. <laughs> made your life 
more difficult. Yeah. And more. <laughs> yeah. oh, God bless you, son. Yeah, yeah. So you had a full head of hair until 1997? <laughs> <laughs> That's yes, about it. Thank uh-huh. you. Yeah. But we were charging like, it was about 300 bucks for a home inspection Probably. at that time, right? Probably. Yeah. It hasn't gone up enough, darn it. How many Back person in 97, it was still $300? It might have been 250 Yeah. That was a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. Do you think he had the same amount of like people hours into a single inspection and a report? Because no, no, a lot more today. We're today we're doing a lot more technical testing than I ever did. I mean, I did, I walked around with a flashlight and a clipboard, and that was about it. Today, you know, we've got infrared cameras, moisture meters, got gas sniffers. We've got a lot of good technical equipment that really helps identify issues and confirm things, and it's just great tools. Did you dig into furnaces at that time? Very little. It was more observational. Okay. So you were looking for certain things, and if they had certain things, good enough. Pretty much. Did you try to figure out how old these units were? Well, I'd identify the age. Okay. Sure. Was there some way, like some reference guide? Because a lot of things are coded now. We go back and on the internet and actually look this stuff up, but you didn't have that. Oh, I suppose the same way, serial numbers. You know, oh, you'd yeah, look at that. Well, and you'd have a paper guide. Wasn't it like Preston's? Wasn't that the book we used to have? Because this is before Google. Yeah, yeah, this is before the internet, basically. Yeah. Yeah, wow. there, there was a, a guide. You'd, you'd look it up, and they'd, they'd tell you how to decode it. Sure. Yeah. All right. So things have changed a little bit. A little bit. All right. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what the clients look like then and what they look like now and see how things have changed on the client side. You're listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. Hi, everybody. Ruben Saltzman here with the Structure Talk podcast. We talk a lot about education on our podcast because this is one of our core values here at Structure Tech. To prove how important this is to us, we actually teach free continuing education classes to real estate agents all over the Twin Cities. We've been doing this for years, and we have classes ranging from one to four hours in length. These classes are taught by both me and Tessa, and if you're interested in having us come out to teach at your office, all you need to do is visit our website, click on the Education tab, and you can see instructions on how to get us out to your office. And you can also see a calendar of upcoming events. If you're interested in having us come out, please visit our website at structuretech.com. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. My name is Bill Ulrich, alongside Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman. And on today's episode, we're talking with Neil Saltzman, one of the first owners of Structure Tech, after he bought the company from Rick and Brett, Rick Norling. Rick's still with us to this day. Heck yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. sure when he hears Shout this, he's to just going to be giggling and <laughs> just be you, so bubbling with happiness about uh, this conversation. When we left off, I kind of teased about customer expectations and how things have changed over the years. So it sounded like in 1991, expectations were pretty high. I mean, the guy was not happy with the, with the product and you ended up in court, but let's just call that a blip on the radar. 96 to now. Are things different? Do people expect more of us? Do they want more of us? More technical? Tell me how it's different. My, my sense as a whole that people today do expect more from the home inspection. I think they're looking to us to answer all of the questions. Anything that could be wrong with the house, they want us to tell them. For instance, we never used to test appliances. It just wasn't part of it. And ASHI, American Society of Home Inspectors, now has that as part of the guidelines of what we do inspect. So that's one example. 
And so I think just people's expectations have increased in terms of what they want us to look at and what, what they want us to find. Nobody's happy when they move into a house and uh, something doesn't work. No. But it seems nowadays they are not happy if the slightest thing is off. So you got to be really, really thorough. And yeah. Tessa and Ruben, you guys are in the you're in the oh. trenches. You know what this is all about, yeah, right? For sure. Well, would you get phone calls from people that would ask you questions about the report you you mailed out to them? Would would they follow up and be like, on page seven, this picture you sent? Like, would they ever ask you questions, or would they call to complain about something that you would miss later? Did that happen? You know, Tessa, I don't recall a whole lot of complaints. Huh. Just, uh, it's just because of who you are. I, I did such a <laughs> I did such a great job. Perfect inspection every time. No. Yeah, perfect. Well, it, you know, nowadays we write reports that are 30, 40, 50 pages, yeah. and you get people that call and complain about a cracked, you know, cover plate on a light switch that you didn't report on. And, you know, it's like, well, maybe we should go back to these. How long were your reports back in 1997? Boy, do you recall? 12 I, pages. 12. Was it, was it 12? 12 it was one pages. page for each component. Very good. Thank you for that. Yep. Maybe yeah. we're giving people too much information. Well, that's possible. Yeah. And, and we're not picking on people. It's you're kind of this is insideritis a little bit. A lot of this is tongue in cheek. It's a very stressful situation buying a house. Definitely. We do not yeah. think that that it's not what it is. It's crazy stressful. Yeah. And when people are telling you that the very thing you want, this very expensive box has all these problems or whatever, the emotions can get really ramped up. Sure. Yeah. Do you feel like this is a more emotional thing now than it used to be? I don't think the emotions have changed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The price of the house has changed. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's gone up a lot. Yeah. So, a little bit more stressful. Yeah. What did you pay for your first house? Oh, I actually bought a lot and built the house myself total for $80,000. 80000 With the lot? L- with the lot. Oh, my gosh. And the, the house. That is crazy. That was back in 1979. 80. 79. Yeah. 79, oh, wow. I completed it. Were there a lot of empty Ruben lots in that area? Ruben was just a little boy on a ladder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In 1979, my dad built a house about 1,100, 1,200 square feet, 28 by 32 or something like that, attached garage. I think it was $30,000 total price tag. Your dad built a house? No, God, my dad didn't build a house. He, oh. he just had a piece of property. Oh, had somebody oh. build a house. Okay. Yeah, it was 30s. And his first house he built, and this is up in central Minnesota, so a different market, $13,000. Yeah. thirteen or $17,000. Wow. Don't quote me. But That's was, what my father paid for his house. $13,000 yeah. on 35th and Humboldt. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Right. So you grew up on 35th and Humboldt? Yes. Wow. (laughs) Right by Lake Calhoun. Oh, nice. Wow. All right. So you're another guy from the city. You and I, we're a lot alike, right? Like The sustainable urban No, you're St. Paul. I'm Minneapolis. (laughs) (laughs) Big difference. There's a river in between us, Bill. Yeah, I couldn't let you get away with that. Yeah. All right. I'm always grasping for straws, commonality, right? Like we speak a common language, not like these guys. We both wear a beard. Well, that's true. How's that? <laughs> and we're highly intelligent. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you got into business with Ruben in 1997. Yes. At what point did you say, "All right, I get to step back, and I'm going to let him step into the driver's seat of this whole thing"? That was one year ago. Well, technically, yes. Is that when you were willing to let go of the reins? 
two years ago. Time <laughs> 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 flies. Oh my! It's like when you ask uh, when you ask someone, "How old's your furnace?" And like, "Oh, five years old." And you look at the data plate, and it's like fifteen. Yeah, I'd say a couple of years ago. Gotcha. Was when I felt like okay. He fair. earned your trust at that point. Oh yes. Okay. Long before that. Okay. <laughs> that's that's just when we made it official on paper, right? True. Yeah. So what are you doing now? I'm still inspecting. I know. Still having a good time. No, that's a great question because people ask me that all the time. That's the most common question I get. There are two I, questions. So who's that other guy? Is that your brother? People say that <laughs> all the time, and I'm not making that up. And I, I get that, yeah. and I smile. I say thank, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Well, you and made then, my day. And then does he still inspect houses? They, they say that too. I get real estate agents that come up to me all the time when I'm teaching the CE classes, and they say, hey, Neil's the company that you work for, right? With Neil Saltzman. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, he's such a great guy. And I just, I, I, almost every class, someone will come up and be like, oh, Neil, tell him I said hi. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you know, Bill, as long as the body's working, I'm going to keep working. Awesome. Bottom How many line. inspections have you done total? Total? If you had Probably a, close to 10,000, oh. I would guess. Would that include uh, home inspections over, and then time of sale inspections? Too? Yeah. Okay. Probably over 30 years. It's okay. Been now. All right. You've been in a lot of houses. Wow. A lot of houses. It's the most unusual thing you've ever seen. I was just going to uh, ask that. <laughs> it's a bad picture visually if you walk into a house and you see a lot of gross things. That That's probably the worst. Okay. You know, when I say gross, it, it's the people things. Living the, conditions. Wa- living conditions. Animal things. Yeah. <clears throat> we can picture what the animal mm-hmm. things are like. Mm-hmm. The smell, the leaky toilet. Dripping mm. through the floor onto the basement and the people sitting there with the oxygen. and It, it just wasn't a good situation. Have you ever That's fallen me. through a floor or a roof? <gasps> no, that I have not. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty careful about that. <laughs> yeah. Although Tess was up on a roof with me when she was in training, and it was kind of sketchy getting back down, wasn't it? Yeah. Remember, remember that, that Well, one? that was a good learning experience, too. I would and never do that again. No, I would I never know. go on a roof like that again. Was it why. really steep, or was it really... It was steep. It was two stories you, off the ground. It was. So we we full extension ladder. I mean, it was probably, what, 30 feet up yeah. in the air. Yeah, it was. And my hands are getting sweaty just... Thinking about it, Neil. But the roof, it was like a three-tab shingle, and the, all the granules were coming off. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't really tell until you like got on it that it was bad. And so once you got on it, and it was like maybe, was it a 6-12? 4-12? It was steep. 4-12, 6-12 pitch. And, you know, really high up, granules falling off. And I think there was a tree limb that was kind of hanging over it, so it was yeah. still wet and dewy. Yeah. It was, yeah, the perfect condition we don't do that anymore if our insurance company's listening. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> I don't do roofs no. like that anymore. Yeah. I've always been struck by your confidence, like shimmying up a ladder and then you just jump on things and you go. You you seem to have no fear high in the air. That is a thing for me. I have a lot of fear being high in the air. Sure. And I've always felt that getting on roofs was very easy. Getting off was a whole different situation. The mm-hmm. perception was way different. But I want to put Ruben on the spot here. So Ruben, what was the one single most important thing you learned from your dad in this business? As soon as you get lazy, you're going to miss something. Whatever it is, if it's going to the farthest reach of a crawl space or an attic, whatever it is, don't crawl halfway across and go, this all looks good from here. We're good. Take a picture and leave. 
get all the way to the end every single time. Because again, as soon as you get lazy, you're going to miss something. That's going to be the attic where there's there's a hole in the roof or something's leaking and you couldn't see it from where you were. So that, that's the single biggest piece of advice I got from my pops. Really? It's good advice. I, I gave you that? You did. Oh and I, I repeat that to everybody I train now too. Aww. So yeah, Aww. it's good stuff. What do you always kind of tell people who start with the company? What's your little trick that you do in the attic to kind of prove your salt? If there's a really tough attic to crawl to the other side of, a really tough crawl space, you leave your business card at that end once you're there to prove that you are there. Gotcha. And someone's going to find that in 50 years, 20 years, whatever it is. They're going to be like, yeah, who's this company? No, they're going to know who we are. They're going to be like, oh, Structure Tech was here. Who's this young person? (laughs) Well, thank you, Neil. Thank you very much for spending some time with us today. It's always fun to kind of catch up with you because I don't see you as often as I'd like to. So now for everybody who's listening to this podcast, you're not going to see the warm embrace that's going to happen between father and son here as they are each shedding a tear. The baton's officially been passed and it's really cool to kind of be in the same room with you guys and kind of talk about the past. So you've been listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation, and we will catch you next time. For more information on how we can provide you with the right information about your home before you buy or sell, contact us at StructureTech.com. 